Well, here we are. We're continuing through the New Testament, and we just finished up Matthew 5, 6, and 7, known as the Sermon on the Mount, the ethics of the kingdom, the kingdom manifesto, where Jesus corrects a lot of religious teaching that had been going on for the centuries and uh, giving the way that we're supposed to be living and living towards God and living towards others. And now we're starting to get into the ministry of Jesus and what he was doing. The scriptures tell us that Jesus went about preaching, declaring the good news, come on in, teaching, teaching us how to live, how do we live before God, how do we live with each other, and doing good, healing and doing good. So he's healing lives all the time, and he's always going about doing good. So we're going to start getting into the ministry, and we're also going to get into now some of the opposition against Jesus. There's going to be an awful lot of established religious opposition to Jesus. So, chapter 8, verse 1. When Jesus came down from the mountain, large crowds followed him. The, the people liked him. Uh, they, they said he wasn't like their religious leaders. Something about him, uh, authority, something about the word of God that uh, had authority with him. And a man with leprosy came and knelt before him and said, Lord, if you are willing, make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. And he said, I am willing, be clean. And immediately he was cleansed of his leprosy. And then Jesus said to him, see that you don't tell anyone, but go and show yourself to the priest and offer the gift Moses commanded as a testimony to them. Now, in Jesus' day, the Old Testament said that if you had leprosy, you were supposed to be in quarantine. You weren't supposed to be coming among the population. So this man had violated that rule. This was a rule. This was a religious rule. So this man is sinning in that he has left the colony. He has left quarantine. And he, he leaves quarantine and he, he finds Jesus. He had obviously heard about Jesus. And he kneels before Jesus. So if he, if he kneels before Jesus, he he somehow sees something in Jesus that is different than him, something he sees in Jesus that is better than him, something he sees in Jesus that is more powerful than him. But he's not supposed to be there. He has violated the law. And he said, Lord, if you're willing, you can make me clean. Well, um, the man who had violated the rules, who had broken the rules to get to Jesus, Jesus touches him, touches the man. And he said, I'm willing, be clean. And immediately the man was cleansed of his leprosy. And Jesus said to him this. Now, when they were supposed to be in quarantine, when they were supposed to be confined, uh, it, it would happen sometimes that lepers would be cured, very rare. And, and if a leper thought that they were cured, they had to go to the priest, and the priest sort of acts as the doctor as the physician and also acts as the one that can release them from quarantine back into the general population. So Jesus tells the guy, well, you know, don't tell anybody, but go to the priest and let him verify your cleansing. Let him verify that you've been healed and then um, go on and live your life. So Jesus heals the guy, even though the guy is breaking the rules, Jesus heals him. When I was breaking the rules, Jesus healed me. <laughs> He'll heal you too, you rule breaker. Verse 5. 
When Jesus had entered Capernaum, and this is where Jesus is sort of set up now in the city of Capernaum, a centurion came to him. So centurion would be um, the leader of a hundred soldiers, a hundred Roman soldiers. The Jewish population didn't like Rome. They didn't like the Roman soldiers because the Roman soldiers are trying to keep them in line and they're trying to keep them in line so that Rome can collect taxes from them. So people didn't like the soldiers. They didn't like Rome. Probably didn't like this guy. He came asking for help and he said, Lord, my servant lies at home paralyzed and he's suffering terribly. Now, 25% of the Roman Empire was slaves, a.k.a. known as servants. And this guy cares about him. He's a good guy. Jesus said, should I come and heal him? And the centurion said, Lord, I, I don't deserve to have you come under my roof. Imagine that. Here's this Roman guy. He says, yeah, I don't deserve to have you come under my roof. Just like the leper recognizes something about Jesus, something about Jesus, something about that name. But he said, just say the word and my servant will be healed. For I myself am a man under authority with soldiers under me. I tell this one, go, and he goes. I tell this one, come, and he comes. And I say to my servant, do this, and he does it. I understand authority so that I can just say it and, and they'll do it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed and he said to those following him, because those who were following him, all religious people, all from the Hebrew community. He said, truly, I say, I haven't found anyone in Israel with this great faith. This guy has great faith and the people who should have great faith doesn't seem like they are. They're all religious. And he said to you, many will come from the east and the west and will take the places in the feast of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in, in the kingdom of heaven. But the subjects of the kingdom will be thrown outside into darkness where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. And then Jesus said to the centurion, go, let it be done just as you believed it would be done. And his servant was healed at that very moment. And Jesus is saying that religion's not enough. They say just because a mouse lives in a cookie jar doesn't make him a, a cookie any more than if you're living in a garage, it doesn't make you a car. So just because they were religious doesn't mean they, they were right with God. But this guy here, he had faith. And, and it's faith that pleases God. Verse 14, when Jesus came into Peter's house, he saw Peter's mother-in-law lying in bed with a fever. So Peter lives in that town, Capernaum, Jesus does. He touched her hand and the fever left her and she got up and she began to wait on him. But when Jesus heals us, and he heals his mother-in-law, and it's important for us to say that this whole kingdom thing that's happening, that Jesus is building, this this, this following of believers, it's family. Um, it's Peter and John. Uh, I mean, Peter and Andrew, they're brothers. Um, it's James and John, they're brothers. And now uh, Peter and Andrew, they're, they're mom. And when evening came, many who were demon-possessed were brought to him. He drove out the spirits of the word, and he healed all who were sick. And this was to fulfill what was spoken of through the prophet Isaiah. So now we're back into the fulfillment of prophecies because Matthew is written primarily to the Jewish community, to the Hebrew community. And it's important to them that all of the scriptures that they had, the, the 40 books of what we call the Old Testament, that Jesus is the fulfillment of those. And this particular prophecy of Jesus said he took our infirmities and he bore our diseases. He took our infirmities and he bore our diseases. We're going to do one more. And um, we're going to jump to verse 23. So read the, read the rest of the chapter. It would be good. Verse 23, Jesus got into a boat after he had told people to follow him. He got into a boat and his disciples followed him. Now there, that town of Capernaum is right there in the Sea of Galilee. An awful lot of his ministry is going to be around the area of the Sea of Galilee. 
that's the bread basket. That's where all the blue collar people are. That's where all the food comes from. All the all the flocks and the herds are there, and and they supply the cities. Suddenly, a furious storm came on the lake, and the waves swept over the boat. Well, this happens on the Sea of Galilee. If you ever get to go there, it's sort of in a bowl. And sometimes when winds come, they come down into that bowl and churn it up almost in a, in a moment. I was in Israel one time sitting on the Sea of Galilee, and not a huge storm, but a little storm came. And it was amazing how even just that little storm churned up that water pretty severe. And so these guys are fishermen, so they're used to being um, out there when these things happen. And the waves swept over him. But Jesus was sleeping and the disciples welcomed him. And they said, Lord, we're going to drown. So it had to be a pretty serious storm. And sometimes I think we're having storms. We're having trouble in our life. And we think Jesus is sleeping. <laughs> Where is he? You know, I thought Jesus was going to help me. And here I am in the midst of this storm. I'm in the midst of this trial. I'm in the midst of this difficulty. Where's Jesus? He's sleeping. No, he's right there. He's as calm as can be. And, and, and we need to be just as calm as can be as well. He's with us. The, the things are raging around us. But... Jesus is there. And he replied, you have little faith. Why are you so afraid? You don't need to be afraid. I'm here. I know the waves are raging. The storm is churning. Then he got up and he rebuked the winds and the waves, and it was completely calm. And they were amazed, and they asked, what kind of man is this? Even the winds and waves obey him. Everything obeyed Jesus. Uh, creation obeyed him. The winds and the waves. Sickness obeyed him. Demons obeyed him. He's the king of kings and the lord of lords. He's the creator. He's the maker of heaven and earth. And all of these things um, will bow to him. Now, Jesus calmed the physical storm. But I'm going to tell you what, uh, Jesus has calmed my storm. And many times there's just raging storms inside of us. And Jesus, you know, we think he's sleeping. Where are you, Jesus? I'm depressed. I'm confused. I have all of this raging inside of me. What's going on? Jesus is there and Jesus can calm your storm. So Lord Jesus, come and calm our storms. Come and calm our storms, the storms around us, and the storms inside of us. And uh, we ask for your help. And we know that you're here, even though sometimes we're afraid. You know, we know that you've told us not to be afraid, just to have a little faith. You're there. So may you have faith in God. Hey, bless you guys.